And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. All right, I got no idea what the hell is about to happen here. Um, welcome to episode 91. How you doing? Darren Starr here, your uh, host for the next... Uh, I don't know how long this is going to be. This might be kind of short. I don't know. I'm uh, totally winging it here. I have no real agenda. Um, if you look at the, uh, the episode graphic for this, which doesn't show during playback, but if you saw this posted on social media or if you listen on the website, there's always a little, uh, a little uh, summary of the topics discovered here. I'm calling this a shotgun blast episode. So <laughs> you're, you're about to get hit with some shot, basically. There's just going to be little rapid fire things all over the place. I don't have a particular agenda. I've got a few things I want to talk about. may end up rambling on with some of those, and uh, who knows? Uh, this might end up being 20 minutes, or it might end up being an hour long. We're just going to go until I'm done talking, and then that's pretty much all there is to it. So once again, um, I am extremely reliant on your contributions to the show to make it interesting. Um, and also, it's uh, the most direct way to know what matters to you. Let me know what you're thinking. So um, the call-in number where you can leave a voicemail and be featured on an upcoming episode, 865-518-2974. Go to thedropset.com. You can click on the phone number right from there. Call it from your phone, listen to my little message, and then leave yours, and I will play it here. Um, and at this point, I don't even care how stupid, inappropriate, or offensive your message might be. You want to call me out and call me all kinds of names? That's cool. I'll play it. So there you go. <laughs> you can also um, contact me uh, through social media. Uh, Instagram at Darren underscore star. Facebook.com slash five star physique. You can send me a message there. You can tweet me at Darren star on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Pinterest, five star physique, and YouTube, five star physique. You can also go to thedropset.com, click on contact, and send me an email through there or email me directly, Darren, D A R I N, at five star with two R's, fitness.com. So there you go. Um, what do we got? What do we got? We got a little bit of a Q and A this week. Um, we have a, uh, uh, we do have a voicemail here and, um, we're going to check this out. It is not from my co-host Josh in Virginia. So I'm not going to say Josh, you're letting me down cause you, you know, we heard from you on Friday, but it's good to have some fresh blood in here. So, uh, let's, let's see what we got. Hi there. This is Sam from Chillicothe, Illinois. Just wondering, uh, in a natural bodybuilding competition, how, uh, it works with hormone replacement therapy, if that's allowed or not. I mean, honest hormone replacement therapy, like you have a doctor checking to make sure you're at normal levels. Not, you know, oh, I'm on hormone ther therapy, but I'm actually doing stacks of DECA and D-ball. Also, uh, what is your opinion on hormone therapy? Do you think it's like using steroids? Does it give you an unfair advantage? Or is it just exactly that? It's replacement therapy of your natural hormones. Thanks a lot, man. Love your show. Uh, excellent question. Thank you, Sam from Chillicothe on the uh, on the shores of Goose Lake. Is that uh, is Goose Island around there? Um, so I know that uh, Goose Island, the uh, brewing company, is like you know Chicago or at least Illinois based, and I know they've been bought out, and they're like an Anheuser Busch. Um, in Bev company at this point, but uh, I'm just kind of curious. So, um, yeah, so a great, great question. This has come up a couple times and it's absolutely worth discussing here. So, um, natural bodybuilding shows and hormone replacement therapy. So, um, and this is like, uh, uh, we'll, we'll lump all of this into the same category here where you have a prescription for hormone replacement therapy, which is almost always going to be some version of testosterone, usually cypionate. Um, and it's going to be low dose, and it's going to be, you know, every week or every other week injections. Um, and you may get um, a prescription for uh, a patch, um, for transdermal testosterone replacement therapy, um, whatever it is, uh, you know, that's always going to be really low dose. So usually most um, HRT slash TRT clinics are going to um, opt for injections. Some of them you have to go in and get an injection. Some of them they allow you to self-administer. Um, it kind of depends on your comfort level with that as well, I think. So um, I think you can kind of baby out of it and say, no, I'm not going to give myself a shot and I'll come in every two weeks or whatever. Um, so we, we will not differentiate between a low T clinic 
uh, or a general practitioner who is like your your personal or family doctor prescribing this. We're going to lump those all together right now. So um, really what it comes down to is the rules of the organization. So um, if I was really on my game here, um, I would have looked this up already. Um, so let's uh, let's take a look here. National Gym Association. Let's look at the NGA, first of all. So, um, and their rules and regulations, and specifically their stance on, oh, here we go, regulations. So, um, drug testing, of course, this is not clickable. So, um, oh, you've got to download a PDF. All right, well, we're going to, uh, boy, really? There we go. Okay. All right. We're going to download that PF. We're going to get that sucker going here. And while that's downloading, we're also going to check out the OCB. We'll just check out these two. These are two, you know, the OCB, I think, is really kind of becoming a little bit more of the uh, the gold standard for natural organizations just because they put on, you know, larger and better shows. Um, the NGA, they put on a lot of shows. Um, and then there are, there are many others, you know, INBF, IFPA, WNBF. I mean, any kind of you could just randomly string four letters together, and it's probably um, probably an acronym for a natural bodybuilding organization. So, um, let's see. So this NGA thing here. Uh, let's see. Athletes rules. Okay, banned substances. Medical necessity. So they have a a, a section in their bylaws. Uh, under medical t necessity for both testosterone and for diuretics. That's on page 26 of the bylaws here. So let's just scroll down. 26. And let's see what they say. So they have their list of everything being banned. So the NGA says, uh, those who take prescription medications that contained banned substances will be considered eligible to compete if they meet the criteria set forth by the NGA and are approved by the NGA Medical Advisory Panel. They must demonstrate that these medications are only being taken on the advice, advice of a medical professional due to an existing condition that affects quality of life. Now, that is a very broadly defined term. Uh, resuming here. In these special circumstances, a competitor will be required to provide documentation from their doctor on letterhead stating the name of the banned substance and dosage along with the current ICD-10 code. The athlete must inform the promoter slash NGA in advance of their intent to compete in an NGA show and may be required to have their documentation reviewed by the medical advisory panel before they can be allowed to complete. The accredited medical doctor must specifically attest to the fact that the medications or banned substances are being prescribed to bring the athlete to a normal level for the individual. Current blood test results must also be provided showing the levels are within the normal range within 30 days of the date of the show. So, um, what that means is, uh, Sam, to answer your specific question, yeah, you're not going to get a prescription for testosterone and run that and DECA and D-ball all together and be anywhere close to within the realm of what would be considered normal levels. Um, there, you can tell on a blood test if somebody is running a legit hormone replacement therapy dose or if they're going off script and running you know, 750 milligrams a week. So, um, And also, if you have normal testosterone levels and then you supplement with exogenous testosterone, that's going to show as well. So that'll be clearly um, evident in your blood work as well. So... Um, it, the the NGA is being fairly um, reasonable with this, I think, considering they are a, a natural competitive organization. They're not just outright saying no, not at all. There are some organizations, and I want to say like the, I want to say it might be the IFPA, but I tell you what, I get them all confused. And whenever it comes up with a client that I'm working with, I've always got to go and reread the regulations because I can't keep them all straight. There's too many of them. And I don't know who lets you get away with what and who has a zero tolerance policy. Um, there is a section here for testosterone as well. This is still in the NGA bylaws. Um, so it says injections, patches, gels. 
Considerations may be taken to athletes that are utilizing testosterone for medical necessity. In this case, said athlete must provide a current blood or urinalysis report that will indicate their levels are in normal range for their age, must be submitted prior to the competition that they are competing in. However, if the report reads that their testosterone levels are high or out of range, then this will classify as a drug test failure. They must pass both the polygraph and the blood slash urinalysis test to become eligible to compete in the NGA. So, um... Yeah, there you go. So that's that's the the NGA, and I would say uh, that is fairly uh, it, it's reasonable. But I've also come across language similar to that in uh, uh, in in other organizations as well. Now the OCB, if I go over that here, I think this is going to be fairly similar, if I remember. So they've got their list of banned substances and testosterone is on that list. Um, now, they do have a link down. So this is at ocbonline slash band hyphen list dot php. Um, if you just go to OCB online up at the very top under guidelines, you can go drug testing and then scroll down to the bottom. OCB's policy on doctor prescribed testosterone. There is a separate page on this. Um, and it says OCB handles therapeutic use exemptions for prescribed testosterone due to androgen deficiency in the manner that our that WADA does, World Anti-Doping Agency. Um, exemptions are possible in cases where there is a pathological physical change in the structure of an organ or within the hypothalamic pituitary testicular axis, such as... <laughs> Yeah, okay. Genetic abnormalities, developmental abnormalities, metabolic abnormalities, um, direct testicular trauma, radiation, chemotherapy, pituitary disorders, um, uh, anatomical problems. So they're talking traumatic brain injury. Exemptions are not made in cases where there is no pathological physical change in the structure of an organ, such as overtraining, malnutrition, or nutritional deficiency, chronic systemic illness. Um, that would be like diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, HIV, Crohn's disease, aging slash late onset hypogonadism. So if you, what this sounds like to me, um, and I'm not a doctor, um, but I play one here on the podcast, is uh, for HRT, they're like, no, no. If, if you need it for survival, basically, then yes. But if you've just got low T, no, go piss on a tree. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Um, so their, their exemptions are much more stringent. So they aren't going to just take a prescription like, oh, okay, so-and-so had low testosterone and now they're taking a, a low dose to supplement that. No, the, the, I mean, they say specifically pathological, physical change in the structure of an organ. So, um, that is much more strict language. Uh, so hopefully that clears things up, but you know, what you're always going to want to do is look under the bylaws of the organization that you're interested in competing in and check it out. And also that gives you a sense of what you're going to be up against at the show as well. So, um, if you are hundred percent natural, for example, I'd say, you know, OCB looks like a pretty good bet if you want an even playing field, because you're not going to be up against guys who are on HRT, which, yeah, I mean, it does give you a bit of an advantage for sure. Um, absolutely. Because, uh, you, you can be, I mean, the, the, the range for, for what is considered normal, it, it, you've got some wiggle room in there. So you can be on the low end of normal or you can be on the high end of normal. Now, this is one factor to consider um, when, when you're looking at someone's you know, overall potential. And I would say an equally important factor is, you know, how much of a badass is this person? How hard do they train? How hard do they diet? Um, because you can overcome a slight deficiency. And by slight deficiency, I mean like if your testosterone is in the normal range, but it's on the lower end of normal, you can overcome that and um, be, you know, come in bigger and better condition than somebody who's on the high end of normal through work ethic. You know, that's not an order of magnitude difference uh, in your, in your blood workup values. So um, my opinion on it, uh, is it valuable? Yeah. I mean, if you legitimately have low testosterone, then great. Um, now, if you are looking for somebody to kind of give you a, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean, prescription for testosterone so you can take way more than would be prescribed for hormone replacement therapy. Um, I mean, you know, people are going to take steroids. That's, that's not even a question. It's going to happen. And that's really more of a cover your ass kind of thing. Like if you get caught with it, um, like I've got a prescription, see here. Um, so I don't know of too many people of reasonable character that are going to use substances like that and go compete in a natural show. I have encountered people who want to, 
Um, uh, I've, I've worked with clients who have used um, recently or are currently using and want to know like, hey, can I just hop off this and do a natural show? And almost always, universally, it is due to a lack of knowledge or education on their part. Like they are not aware that th that is against the rules. Like you've got to be seven years free and clear or anything like that or lifetime free and clear. Um, they just think like, oh, well, as long as I'm not on right now, that's okay. That, that qualifies as being a natural, right? And it's not like they have some insidious plan or anything like that. They're just not sure about the definitions and the, and the rules involved. So certainly... I know that those people are out there, like people who want to game the system and want to get away with it. I've never worked with anybody like that, though, which is great. I feel very good saying that. It just speaks to the quality of people that seek me out as a coach, um, that nobody's trying to beat the system, or at least nobody's asking me to help them beat the system. Um, but, you know, I've had, you know, many times it's come up where somebody's like, I took this three or four years ago. It was only for a month or two. Um, I just thought I'd mention it. I'm like, yeah, you can't compete in this show. That you, you're disqualified. I'm glad you mentioned it, but you can't compete in this natural show. We're going to be looking for an NPC show instead. It was something where they just went out and acquired this stuff. They didn't have a prescription for it. There was no medical need. They just wanted to run it. They tried it, didn't like it, or didn't stick with it for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, you've, you've disqualified yourself from natural shows for some length of time minimum um, after that. And usually it's, uh, it's either seven years or lifetime are the most common, uh, most common, time frames that people want to see you drug free in order to compete in their natural organization seven years um uh, without any banned substances or some some will call for lifetime natural so um hopefully that helps a little bit so good question there now i also had a question come in from uh teresa who is a client of mine and we're working towards a show in 2019 um and she had a good question here this came through via facebook uh and i thought i would pull that up right quick here so everybody can listen to me. I know this is really fascinating. Like, oh, let's let's listen to Darren as he clicks through on his computer and navigates to his Facebook messages. I know, right? So always, uh, always some gripping radio here um, on the drop set. I, I do like to keep things interesting here. So um, inbox, here we go. By the way, I don't know how many of you all, I mean, I know a lot of people use Facebook. Um, I don't remember how many, but the, over a billion people worldwide use Facebook. I don't know how many people use the Facebook Pages app. It's a separate app, and if you have a business or operate a page on Facebook, this is uh, presented as an easier way to manage and uh, administer that page. And I got to tell you, that app is the absolute biggest flaming pile of shit on my phone. It is terrible. It is absolutely awful. I get notifications that, oh, so-and-so commented on your post. Okay, cool. Let's see what that is. And it shows up, brings up my notifications, and it's not in there. That's the most maddening thing in the world. And so I'm like, I don't know what post they commented on because it's not showing up here. It says they just commented on it. Refresh, 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 nothing. So then I give up and then I've got to go and I pull up the regular Facebook app and I get my page notifications on there. But then when I go to reply and comment, it replies and comments as Darren Starr. And then I get a whole bunch of people sending me friend requests. And I'm like, you, you don't want to be my friend on Facebook. I don't post anything fitness related on my personal page at all. I don't post hardly anything on my personal page at all, <laughs> except for random political opinions, which isn't going to make anybody happy. So, <laughs> so most most friend requests I get, I ignore, um, just because I'm like, there's there's no value in accepting that. So, but it it then I, I through the Facebook app, I respond as Darren Star instead of as Five Star Physique, and I'm like, ah, damn it, all right, whatever. So then I'm you know, it's, it point being, it's frustrating as hell, and that app sucks. So Facebook. Fix that app for the love of God. And I tell you what, I post those weekly updates um, to my Facebook page as well. It's somewhere between like a five and eight minute video recap of the week. Um, it's just me talking. It's nothing fascinating there. Um, but I record those on my phone. Then I upload them through the pages app. That upload process takes oftentimes about an hour and a half um, because that app is so fucking slow to do everything. Oh my God. And you know, I mentioned last week, I really only use the expletives for emphasis, but it is so deserving right there. That app is just a turd. It is awful. Ugh. Ugh. All right. I'm getting all pissed here. So, uh, sorry. I mentioned, I had a question from a client, Teresa. Thank you, Teresa, by the way. Um, her question, 
I hear a lot of the word conditioning in regards to prep, but I don't know that I truly understand what exactly that means. Can you explain in depth what is meant by conditioning? Well, I don't know about in depth, but yeah. So it means, you know, basically two things. The first thing, and, and we'll tackle it in tiers. So 30,000 foot view, um, conditioning, what we're talking about is overall level of leanness. How much detail are we seeing? How conditioned are you? How little body fat do you have? That's the first step. And then beyond that, if you want to dig a little bit deeper into the weeds, um, it gets a little bit more, what's the word? Um, a little bit more granular, I guess. So, um, cause you can have somebody who is lean and you can have somebody who's really lean and you can say, well, that person is more conditioned clearly. But then if you've got a couple of guys or gals who are really lean, um, they don't all look the same. So let's say you've got a couple of uh, a couple of women who are rocking seven and a half percent body fat. And you know that I don't believe in those numbers realistically, but let's just pretend momentarily that we live in a world where we can know your body fat percentage rather than just estimate it. So let's say um, we've got two women, similar height, similar weight, similar um, body fat percentage, nice and lean, lots of detail visible. These are like women's physique athletes, high level. Um, there are... I guess, and I think it's probably a bad idea to use the same descriptor, the same word, conditioning, to describe this as well as leanness, but it's done all the time. Um, but you're, you're also looking for things like density, hardness, fullness, graininess. Now, these are things that are often described as being qualities that they, the judges don't want in women's physique. Don't believe that. That's a lie. The more of that you can show, the better off you're going to be. Um, especially if you're looking at some of the international um, competitive organizations, they really tend to reward that for women much more um, than they do here in the in the NPC or in the IFBB. So I'm thinking specifically of NABA um, overseas. Um, they really, especially for like their, uh, their women's physique equivalent divisions, um, they, they really want the women to bring that level of, of density and hardness and dare I say it, yeah, graininess. They want to see those striations in, in NABA. They really do. So, um, that, that is another way that you can qualify conditioning. So you can have somebody who is, you know, seven and a half percent and looks, you know, Good. I mean, I hate to use the term soft because no one at seven and a half percent looks really soft, but you can put them up next to somebody who looks a lot harder, like everything looks drier. Everything looks a lot more dense, um, like more stone carved, I guess you could say. Um, and that would also be a contributing um, that would also contribute to what you might call somebody's conditioning. So it could be a couple of things for, you know, at the uh, at the level of of most amateur shows where you're looking at like, you know, your local or your regional NPC shows, conditioning usually just refers to leanness. And then when you get to the higher level, it can mean more things because everybody's assumed to be lean. So you want to start qualifying some of those other things, but it all falls under that same umbrella of conditioning. So it's kind of like you start out with this big view and then you narrow your focus down the higher level you get among the competitive landscape, um, it starts to mean, you know, things that, that apply more and more to the detail that comes out of the body, if that makes sense. So very good question though. You know, you've got a good question when I'm struggling to explain it. So I like that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, what else do we have? I just want to see if there was anything else that came in for Q and a, and I don't think there was, let me just check. Um, let me just check Instagram real quick. See if I had any messages here that were noteworthy. Um, boy, I tell you, I get so much damn spam via Instagram. Um, I should just call it Insta spam. Um, it's just ridiculous. Like every time I make a post, somebody wants me to like rep their clothing company or, oh God, be first apparel. Can we please just like put out some kind of, I mean, I don't want to advocate violence, so I'm going to dial it back a little bit. But I, I need everybody to support my efforts in this. Everybody. That, that means if you're listening to this, I mean you. I know that they spam everybody's account with nonsense comments. Um, they have bots that do it. So nobody, you know, don't bother responding. I respond to them sometimes because it makes me feel better. But nobody ever reads those. Nobody sees them. Um, so uh, every time you get one of those comments, report it as spam. Report it as spam. I know they have a billion accounts, but eventually I'm just holding out hope that somebody at, at Instagram is, is going to take note and be like, hey, you know what? 
we keep banning all these accounts for spam. Let's look at, you know, and, and maybe take some action on it. Uh, it is maddening just because I don't have, for whatever reason, a whole lot of interaction, a whole lot of comments on most of my posts. So when I get one, I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, it's those motherfuckers again. Jesus. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, drive me insane. Drive me insane. So, um, all right. I think I need to go take a, uh, take a walk outside or something like that. So let's take, let's take a short break here. Um, that, that was all surprisingly enough. That was all just Q and a, so this might be a two hour episode by the time we're all done here. I don't know. Um, so let's take a quick break. Um, and, uh, we'll come back and, uh, go over some other random topics before we do. However, um, a quick word about Five Star Physique. That's my company. Oh, yeah, man. That's me. Um, what do I do? I do coaching. So if you're looking for contest prep, if you're looking for lifestyle transformation, um, it does not matter to me. I work with people who are first-time competitors, many times over competitors, people who could not care less about competing and never want to, but just want to be their best version of themselves. Great. And I take that coaching word seriously. Um, I'm not just a plan writer. I want to help you. I want to help you learn. I want to teach you um, everything that I know, which is one of the reasons this podcast exists. Um, I'm putting up a ton of content on um, on the website through social media as well, and it's all with the aim of you know educating people and just real helping people realize that there is so much to learn. It's not just about oh I follow this diet and I do these workouts and then I'm going to be awesome. No, you got to dig deeper than that. You got to get way more into the details than that. And that's one of the things that I try to impress upon everybody that I work with is. It's really hard to overthink this stuff. I've certainly had some pe- some clients that do. <laughs> they do overthink it. Um, but I, I want you to overthink it rather than underthink it. Because if you're underthinking it, you're missing a lot of detail there. So um, I do that. I have workout plans also. If you go to 5starphysique.com, click on workout plans. There's a whole bunch of them up there. I'm adding new ones regularly as well. And just recently also, I started um, a, an apparel line. Yes, I am officially joining the masses and just like every other um, ant on planet earth. I have a clothing line. So, um, and it's all just five star physique branded stuff. I've got, um, tees and tanks right now. I'll be looking to add things like hats, although I am not impressed with the offerings, um, that, uh, that are available for hats right now, or at least what I can do with them. Like I can put stuff on them. Um, but it's, it's not, uh, it's like I can put a logo on a hat, but it's like tiny. I'm like not happy with that. So, um, but I am looking at hoodies, um, looking at like coffee cups, things like that. Um, so there'll be more stuff coming. I did just, um, yesterday put up and all of this is available currently just on my Facebook page. I added a page to the website yesterday. Um, so if you go to five star physique.com and click on shop, um, it says, Hey, coming soon, but check it out because it is on Facebook. So if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash five star physique, click on shop. Um, you can see everything there. So I just added yesterday a, uh, a women's racerback tank. Um, in black and white with logo on it. So you can check that out. Prices are reasonable. Um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I'm ordering several for myself just because I'm like, Hey, you know what? I should probably be wearing this stuff in a lot of the video spots that I do and things like that. So, um, and I, I dig them. I mean, there's, there's nothing super fancy about them. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say, Oh, this is the highest quality material in the world. You won't believe, but it, it's reasonable. It's very reasonable. And I put this on I'm like, Oh, this feels right. And the, the fit is about appropriate. So, um, anyway, we're worth checking out there. And then, um, the workout plans also, I still am offering, I'm going to continue running this for a little bit. Um, a discount code for all podcast listeners, save 20% off of any workout plan up on the website. Use the promo code drop set all one word at checkout and get your discount there. So, um, and also if you have questions about the workout plans, like how are they formatted, etc. Um, I have a sample I can send you, um, so that you can see exactly how it's formatted. All of them contain full playlists of videos of my own creation. So you can hear me talk you through each one of the exercises in a particular workout. Um, things are clearly spelled out like reps, sets, tempo, and all that stuff as well. So um, there you go. That's the end of my promo spiel. So we will take a very, very short break here, come back, and then we'll uh, we'll continue this random rapid fire subject material here that's who knows where it's going to go. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. All right, 
right, so what do we got here? We got a few things to go over. There was one thing in the news that I thought was kind of interesting here, and this was from uh, CNN, and it was from an article that was headlined, New Concerns About Sesame Allergies, which, you know, having gone through this prep and discovering, um, you know, definitely uh, there, there are some things that my body is more or less happy about um, <laughs> than others. Like it's certainly, you know, and what I've noticed um, once the, the diet has wrapped up and I've started introducing additional foods and whatnot, that, uh, yeah, my definitely de- my body definitely does not really process gluten all that well. It's very clear at this point. So um, the uh, the article starts, and also just, you know, with the um, the sudden death of, the, of my mother-in-law as well due to uh, an allergic reaction from a bee sting and going into anaphylactic shock, um, I'm just thinking more and more about allergies these days. So um, this says... Uh, from the article right from the top, sesame could become the newest allergen added to the list of foods required to be named on labels, um, the U.S. Uh, FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb announced last week. Um, eight current allergens must be declared on labels using their common names, and you know these milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. So you'll see, you know, contains soy, contains wheat, contains peanuts. You've seen that. Well, uh, contains sesame may be added to that list as well. Um, these th- Those foods, those um, allergens that have to be labeled, um, the article says they account for over 90% of documented serious food allergies in the country. Um, when the law requiring their labeling was passed in 2004. Um, the FDA cites undeclared presence of allergens as being one of the leading reasons for food recalls and a public health issue. Uh, and uh, Gottlieb, the uh, FDA commissioner, says, unfortunately, we're beginning to see evidence that sesame allergies may be a growing concern in the U.S. The statistics and research suggest that um, over 300,000 Americans are affected by those um, and that... Uh, the sesame reactions can vary from person to person and can range from hives to anaphylaxis. So they can be very, very serious. I just thought that was interesting, something to be on the lookout for down the road. Um, I want to give a little uh, weekend recap just because when we checked in last week on Friday for episode 90, um, you know, I was one day post shoot and uh, was still kind of, you know, uh, in a little bit of a daze and uh, hadn't really had any chance to um, really figure out how my body was going to respond to this um, post-shoot um, environment now. And I've got a much better idea now. And the uh, the way it's responding is not very happily. Uh, so there's a lot of water retention. I was up. Um, I could pull up the tracker, I guess. Maybe I should do that really quick. My, uh, my little tracking spreadsheet here. Um, just to get you some accurate numbers here. Um, it's a little little scary what was going on. I mean, I feel okay. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Like my stomach, it just distends very easily. And a lot of that is just, you know, I'm trying to drink a lot of water um, just to balance out the fluid retention. I think things have stabilized a little bit here. So going back to the day before the shoot, I was 197.6. The day of the shoot, I was up a few pounds. And this is due to water and carb manipulation at 200.4. The day after the shoot, I was up three and a half pounds from that, 204. That was due to, uh, I think that may have had something to do with um, five guys and pizza in the same night, along with cake and cookies and a bunch of crap. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing on that. I don't know. Might have had something to do with it, maybe. Um, and then um, Friday, well, <laughs> Friday was not a banner day. What did I put on my, um, what did I put on my tracker under my um, food column? I said all meals plus loads extra. <laughs> so um, that resulted then in Saturday, I was up um, almost another five pounds. <laughs> so two oh eight eight. Um, and again, most of this is fluid retention. Um, and then uh, yesterday I was down four tenths, and then um, today I was down another six tenths. So it's it's definitely stabilized at this point. Two oh seven eight, mostly comfortable at this stage. It's just a little weird. Um, you know, it, it's always strange to see that number become so volatile because what I remember before the shoot is, you know, I was training. I wasn't doing any cardio at all before prep. Um, none. I'd gone months without a single cardio session. I want to say I might have done it once or twice in seven or eight months. I mean, really, truly, like none. No cardio. It was embarrassing. <laughs> not so embarrassing. I'm not gonna not gonna cop to it here, but nonetheless, it was embarrassing. Um, and 
in that phase, however, I was pretty much just eating whatever I wanted and not really worrying about it. And my weight was pretty much holding steady. Like if I wasn't actively trying to force a bunch of food down, I wasn't gaining weight. And uh, if I was actively trying to force a bunch of food down, I was gaining weight. Um, but it was also, um, well, it was, it was uncomfortable. Um, I mean, it was, it was one of the, it was a, it was, it was actually a clean bulk, um, under my previous coach, but just the macros were just so ridiculous, like close to 400 grams of protein. My body was not digesting anything well. Um, fats were super high as well, which I'm okay with that. But on top of the protein and the carbs were pretty high as well. Just a lot of food. And frankly, um, my training intensity wasn't what it should have been. And I wasn't working hard enough to justify those calories. Um, it, it was good. It was okay. But, you know, I would have needed to kick it up another 30% or so in order to, to make those calories work. So um, definitely a little overboard there. So once I stopped working with him, um, I dialed things back a little bit. I experimented with uh, some intermittent fasting. Uh and, you know, mostly followed a plan um, that I'd set up for myself, had macros set a little bit more reasonably, protein around 250, carbs around, you know, 200 to 250, fats, I think I'd settled into around 80 or so. And it, it was easy. I mean, I didn't feel like I was deprived of anything at that point, And I also wasn't necessarily trying to hit those precisely every day. So my wife said, hey, you want to go out for dinner? Before she finished asking the question, my answer was yes. Um, and, you know, I'd have, uh, like I was working outside on the deck over the summer. Um, that resulted in, you know, <laughs> a beer at night, um, probably about four or five days a week. Um, only ever really one, just because I can't really drink much more than that. Um, but I was, uh, you know, I, I was taking some precaution to like not totally overdo it. But at the same time, you know, like right now it's like, it's, it's the danger zone when I go into the grocery store because who knows what the fuck I'm going to walk out of there with. Um, it, it could be anything, <laughs> just about anything today. I, I, uh, I went and I felt like I, I did pretty well. I didn't really walk out of there with too much, too much garbage. So, um, or really anything at all. Just, um, more stuff than I needed probably, but, uh, it's, uh, it's all good stuff. So, um, but, uh, it, it's just interesting right now. So I'm looking forward to getting back into that same kind of zone where I can relax a little bit. I have my typical meals set up. And then if I want to go off plan and not necessarily binge on something, but like the wife suggests, Hey, you want to go out for dinner? Sure. And, you know, not feel like I have to measure everything out and log every last little thing and find a little bit of balance that way. That's really what I'm looking forward to more than anything else. So, um, but keeping things, you know, uh, reasonable and, uh, maybe, uh, I, I'm thinking that maybe going for, um, weigh-ins a little less frequently and not worrying about the numbers so much, but more about just how I feel. Cause I feel at this point, I'm a little bit more in tune to what my body is telling me than I have been in the past, which is a good thing. Um, and I can use that as a little bit more of a gauge. So, um, yesterday, for example, so let's just recap the whole weekend here. Um, Friday, I mentioned loads extra at this point. I don't even remember what it was. I think there were a lot of donuts involved. Um, and then Saturday, let's see, that was a day where um, I woke up, I hit cardio, I went for a leg workout, my first leg workout in like a week and a half. Good session, really good session, felt really strong in there. Um, I mean, I should with all the crap I've been eating. So, um, And then came home, uh, did a little bit of meal prep, and then we were off. We, we were out for the day, we were going down to um, my wife's parents' house, which is now um, empty, and it's, it's an hour away, so I packed a couple meals. Um, and we had the intention of, you know, starting the process of cleaning it up and, uh, it needs to, you know, we need to get it ready for, um, uh, somebody who specializes in holding estate sales to come in and do their thing with it. So, um, what we were doing was things like cleaning out the fridge, um, just vacuuming, cleaning stuff up, uh, finding things that she wanted to keep. Um, that her brother or her sister wanted to keep and pull out of the house, you know, going through documents, looking for papers, um, running all the water, flushing all the toilets, uh, running the vehicles, that kind of stuff. Just, um, you know, all the things that have to be done just to kind of keep the property from falling into a state of disrepair. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing that regularly and we're going to be doing a lot of that in the coming couple of months as well, probably. So it, this will be a long process. They lived in that house for over 40 years. So there is a lot of stuff in that house. But we came back with a carload of things. And oh, the, the other thing is, um, because of where they live, they do not have city trash service. So 
everything that's thrown away has to get hauled off to the dump. So um, we, you know, specifically we're like, okay, let's just get some some trash out of here. We'll make a run to the dump and get rid of some stuff. Um, so we emptied the fridge out and uh, had a whole bunch of jars, just some old food that, you know, was expired close to it or, you know, nobody was going to eat it, that kind of thing. Uh, so we had a couple of trash bags full of that stuff. We make our run to the dump. The dump is closed, of course, because they close at noon on Saturdays and we got there at two. Um, so we ended up taking that back with us because, you know, we can't, we can't just leave all this food inside the house and we can't leave it outside because where they live, there's going to be animals that come through and will tear up everything and make a giant mess. So, um, so we had to bring it back with us and throw it away here. Uh, so that, that was fun. That was exciting. We, uh, um, took a, uh, stop by a grocery store, picked some stuff up for her dad who we had moved up into town recently as well. So, um, he's close by, which is, is nice. So he's not an hour away. Um, and, uh, by the time we got home, we were just exhausted, just shot, but we went ahead and made some soup anyway. We'd been, there's this, um, soup that my wife makes. It's, I guess it's like this kind of, um, yeah, I think that's the one that's like this Italian wedding soup, and it's typically like with some kind of spicy sausage and potatoes and uh, cream in it, like heavy cream. Um, she's not doing dairy or, or pork currently, so we did um, ground turkey and red potato, and then she made this cashew cream sauce, which was just cashews and water in the Vitamix, and that was it. And boy, I tell you, that was a pretty good substitute for heavy cream. That worked, and I actually ran the macros on that. Let me pull it up here really quick. Um, so the entire pot of soup, let me just go here. And so I did, it was a, a pound of ground turkey. I used 85.15. It was a pound of potatoes, some broth. You throw in some kale at the end. You have the cashews as well. And we used about, oh, I think about a half a cup of cashews, something like that. So um, the whole thing, if I go under my recipes here, um, the entire pot of soup was 1,650 calories. Um, but the macros, I mean, it's close to a one-to-one run ratio. So 100 grams of protein, 112 grams of carbs, 96 grams of fat. So I logged um, uh, about one-fifth of that. Um, and the numbers came to... It was a pretty good approximation of what I had left for that night. It was about 20 grams of protein, 22 carbs, 19 fats. So um, the way I'm, I'm proceeding with this um, growth phase so far is to leave that fifth meal open as kind of a wild card, but not leave it open with a ton of protein. Like I don't want to have to squeeze in 50 grams there just because um, with a lot of the meals that we'll use, they're a little bit more normal uh, recipes that are not super, super protein heavy. Um, so like tonight, we're going to do these taco bowls that we've done before. So um, you can expect to see a lot of these recipes coming up online now that I have some a little bit more freedom to experiment with some of these things. Um, so the soup was one. The uh, taco bowls are another one. Um, I have one that's going to be going up very soon. I think actually tomorrow. I actually went ahead and recorded the video for it. There's going to be a blog post that accompanies it as well that is a uh, post-workout protein bar kind of thing that I've made that I'm really excited about. So... Um, it's quite amazing. I've done a little bit more experimentation with it um, since the video, actually. So that'll make its way into the blog post that I've got right that I'm writing up. Um, so that was Saturday in a nutshell. We had that soup, um, and then Sunday was cookie making day. So um, it was my day off from training. So I hit some cardio. Um, we did go out for brunch actually, which I've been wanting to go out um, to first watch here in town for a long time. So I actually opted for some macro friendly options. I got this. Um, uh, they call it the healthy turkey, which is a turkey and egg white omelet, which was actually delicious. And then I went ahead and had a chocolate chip pancake with that too. And their pancakes are enormous. So that was about 60 grams of carbs. So I had to dial some things back. It ended up not mattering though, because I did make cookies and I ate too many of those. <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't baked anything in like 10 years and I've never been a good baker at all, but I'm like, you know, for whatever reason, I just feel like baking something. I don't know where that urge came. Um, so I found this recipe online and, you know, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, this looks reasonable. They're like these chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. So um, it's like the, the typical flour, butter, sugar, um, vanilla, cocoa powder, all is the base, um, eggs, and then you throw in three different varieties of chocolate chips. I'm like, that is right up my alley. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so... I whip that up and I start making them and I'm looking at the directions and it says, um, you know, portion out a, a four ounce 
um, four ounce portion of the batter, roll it into a ball and put it on the cookie sheet. And so I, 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 I uh, stick the, uh, the whole bowl of the batter on a food scale. I scoop it out until it says negative four ounces. I'm like, this is the size of a baseball. <laughs> what the hell size cookies am I supposed to make here? So I'm like, let's go with like two and a half ounces, something a little more reasonable. And so it ended up the whole recipe made 18 cookies. I don't know how many it was supposed to make it four ounces, but 18 cookies. Um, and so I put them six to a uh, sheet um, on the cookie sheet and did the sheets one at a time because that's all that would fit in the oven. So I made six, pulled them out. And uh, at first I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm so deprived. I'm like anything that's sweet. I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Um, but my wife had it. And she's like, these are burned, first of all. And they don't even really taste like a cookie. They taste like a chocolate cracker. I'm like, yeah, you're actually kind of right. And so um, I left in the second batch of six for too long as well. So um, 12 of them, I, I, you know, I think I ate two of those, and the rest I just ended up throwing away. And then the final batch of six came out, and they were good. Now, they still weren't terribly sweet. Um, they were still like, eh, this is not impressive. Um, they, were, they were baked appropriately, like they were fine, but I'm like, eh. So I had one of those, and I threw the rest away. So um, I was I – was, saved by a lackluster recipe because otherwise I would have had all of those and felt super sick and I would have been 216 pounds today. So, um, I feel decent about that at least. Um, and then, uh, it was, uh, what, what else? No, Friday, Friday was the day I had Chinese food for dinner for the first time. And, you know, again, like five months at least, um, which it's typically been one of my favorites. So I contribute that to some of the uh, weight gain going into Saturday as well. So we had kind of a late dinner. It was Chinese food. So I like me some sodium and I, I always um, heavily salt everything that I eat, but the Chinese food is a step above that. So there was a little bit of additional uh, sodium related weight gain there, I do believe. So, um, so that was the weekend in a nutshell. And then yesterday, I mean, you know, we made the cookies and, uh, really just took some time to chill out. I took a nap. We cleaned a little bit. We finally put away Halloween decorations just because there's been no time to do anything like that for the past, you know, three weeks. It's been insane. So, um, it was a good day to kind of catch up, get some stuff done, did just a little bit of cleaning and straightening around here, which was kind of nice. So, um, and yeah, so there's going to be a lot more content coming up on the website. I did have somebody ask me, um, this was over social media. Um, I won't, I won't, uh, identify them, but, um, they said something like, do you have clients that you're working with now? Because, uh, it seems like you're just doing a ton of writing and videos and social media and stuff. And I just don't realize how you have any time left for clients. And, um, my response is, well, here's the thing. If I can toot my own horn for a second here, I'm kind of a badass. I bust my ass all day long and I am really, really efficient <laughs> and I am, uh, I've become really good in a pretty short amount of time. Like I've always been a pretty good time manager. I've really stepped up my game on that in the past six weeks or so. Um, so I, I, I do all that stuff because it's all blocked on my calendar and my calendar rules my life. And so if it says I'm supposed to be doing X, I'm doing X. So if it says I need to be working on a blog post right now, that's what I'm doing. So right now I have got another 15 minutes to wrap up this podcast before I've got to get on um, to the next thing, which is a 15 minute break while I go and do some meal prep um, and then get ready for a couple of phone calls. So <laughs> that's, that's my day. That, that my day is very structured like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got, I'm working with a lot of clients. Yes. And also the day that I record these podcasts on, um, is also the day where I do a lot of my social media stuff for the week. Um, and it's, it's Monday and Friday because those are my days to have fewer client check-ins. So, um, it's all about micromanaging the schedule, but, um, yes. So the other thing that I just wanted to mention really quickly here, and this is the last thing on my shotgun blast list here is, um, this concept that I see all the time um, in the gym, on social media, and that is these quote-unquote certified personal trainers that are just too damn cute for their own good. Um, and I, we've got a, a couple of them in the, the gym where I go where they clearly, you know, these are people that know what they're doing. Um, but it's like they've got to get cute with their clients and be cr like overly creative to demonstrate that they know more than their client does. Like, if you can't keep somebody occupied just by going over the basics, you're not fulfilling your role as a trainer. Because I can see the way your clients squat, and they don't squat for shit. 
So fix that and then worry about all this banded garbage and doing stuff on BOSU balls and doing combination like lunge curl, stupid garbage movements like that. Um, you know, just stop being so damn cute with everything. Focus on the basics. Um, this is a point that I drive home with my clients. And that's not to say that there is no room for anything like that. But I, I see these people go through sessions and they don't do any just basic compound movement. Like everything's got to be banded. Everything's got to be an activation movement. I'm like, that's all well and good, but you've got to activate something with the purpose of then using it on something else. Um, so it's just this overly cute approach and trying to get too creative. And it's the same concept that leads people to do all kinds of ridiculous crap on peak week. Um, because it's when you've got a coach who's sitting there and looking, you know, stroking their chin with a thumb and forefinger saying, Hmm, Hmm, let's do this. It's like, come on now. Come on. Just keep it simple. Keep it basic. Stop messing with crap. Just do, do the basics. Um, and with workouts especially, if you can't keep your client focused and motivated working on basic movements, um, that needs to be the focal point. Like instilling in them how important it is to be able to squat effectively, um, how to bench press effectively, how to do a proper shoulder press and keep structure through the shoulder girdle and keep the emphasis on uh, where it needs to be. So, you know, you don't want a, a shoulder press to be a total body exercise. You know, it needs to be a shoulder exercise. And the way you carry yourself and hold your posture throughout that determines how successful you'll be with that. So there needs to be a greater emphasis on the basics is what I'm saying here. So, all right, that was possibly the most random collection of garbage and topics. I, not garbage. Hopefully there was something useful in there. The most random collection of stuff I've ever covered in a podcast here. So, um... I, I'm done, however. So I will thank you all for listening. I'm going to sign off until Friday. Um, like I said, uh, this depends on your interaction and your contributions in order to keep it fresh and interesting. So you can call in 865-518-2974. Hit me up through social media, through the avenues described at the onset of the program, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, and Pinterest, not so much. Um, but you can check me out there, see what I've got. And then the website, thedropset.com, you can click on contact from there or find fivestarphysique.com. Click on contact from there. That will email it directly to me, or you can just pop open whatever your email program is, type in Darren at fivestarfitness.com and send it to me there. So um, that's it. I am signing off. If there's a uh I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say if there's anything else, just hit me up. But that's what I... <laughs> That's what I say to my clients when I'm signing off on voice notes. So for here, I will say, if you've got questions, send them on over and we'll talk about them on Friday. And until then, I hope everybody has a good week out there. Thank you for listening.